Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hello out there. It's Eli, your producer and sound designer, here to let you know that Civilized will return with Season 2 starting on January 15th. Or if you are a Fauna-level supporter on Patreon, you'll get it three days earlier. Uh, Yeah, everything is different, and yet everything is just as messed up as before. And uh, here's a segue. Speaking of astronauts who find themselves in hopelessly messed up situations... I'm here to bring you a special presentation today, Moonbase Theta Out. It's a terrific podcast from Monkey Man Productions, and it's about a moon base. And they're counting down the weeks until they have to shut down forever. It's charming. It's poignant. It's funny. Uh, it will make you cry. Don't say I didn't warn you. Uh In season one, all the episodes are super short. They're all reports from Roger, who runs communications, and we're bringing you the first three of those episodes, uh, plus a trailer for season two. You can find Moonbase Theta out on your favorite podcast app or visit them at monkeymanproductions.com. Broadcasting, this is Roger Bergato Fisher, communications, Moonbase Theta. The date is August 4th, 2098. The time is 10.15. We are now at 20 weeks before base shutdown. According to guidelines, the majority of our crew has gone into stasis to conserve resources. Still awake from our 42-person complement are myself, Nessa Chong, Agriculture, Shwini Ray, Astrophysics, Michelle Langlois, Security, and Wilder, Base Maintenance. This is as per your list, other than the replacement with Nessa. Our other farmer, Harold McVett, was a medical induction due to respiratory distress. A full report will be transmitted after this broadcast. Tasks for the shutdown sequence are outlined in the memo approved by senior management. These will be assigned as they best suit each team member and include the ramping down of all mining operations, programming the radio telescopes for remote operation, closing down all active experiments, and saving off data. Experiments requiring special attention include Bristol, where the hedgehogs will need to transition to Earth's standard atmosphere, Pixie, where the hallucinogenic agents must be neutralized without aspiration, and decisions must be made regarding the mutated tardigrades from Project Grobear. All team members will assist in the sterilizing and space-proofing of laboratory areas as they are closed off. All active crew will also take shifts monitoring the stasis pods, as we have already noted some variations in the reports. We'd like to request the full shutdown logs from bases Alpha through Eta to see if they experienced any of the same. None of us are experts in this area. The additional data would be helpful. Naturally, we're all looking forward to waking up safe and sound back on Earth. We appreciate you making this a priority. We would have accessed the information directly, but our link to the bases on the near side remains broken. I'd like to take an inspection tour of the microwave transmission towers. Please see my requests of June 28th, July 12th, and August 1st. Michelle will not release the rover vehicle for my use without your signed approval, despite my numerous, numerous requests. 
Of course, this means we have lost video links as well, and with them our view of Earth and how things are going down there. We're starting to forget your face. Base operations remain within acceptable levels. Helium-3 stores are at 85%. Water is at 63%. These will continue to increase with mining at current levels. We've switched power to the polar stations as we're currently in dark phase. Food stores are sufficient, particularly now that there are only five of us to fight over the drumsticks, and three are vegan. I'll attach the numbers for that survey the entertainment wings sent up. We had every crew member run through at pre-stasis. The foie gras track had the most heat as far as olfactory goes, but in the traditional media, the sense around from Hanuman's children was more of a hit. Everyone's excited to live that on release day. Regarding your comment on my last transmission, if you review my employment contract, I am allocated 15 seconds of each broadcast for personal messages. My personal message is as follows. To my husband, Alessandra, I love you. Give Castor and Pollux a treat for me. I'll be coming home soon. Moonbase Theta, out. Broadcasting, this is Roger Brigado Fisher, Communications, Moonbase Theta. The date is August 11th, 2098. The time is 22.43. Base shutdown is at 19 weeks and counting. All tasks are moving forward on schedule, though with minor variations. There's been some dispute among the extant crew members over who holds responsibility for quality assurance and final task approval. Our management team, of course, went into stasis on your instructions, which left a certain vacuum. <laughs> Perhaps in space you believe that was unavoidable, but it is becoming an issue particularly in the monitoring of the telescopic arrays. Clarification is requested. With the reduction in active personnel, we've all been taking shifts in the observatory. Dr. Ray Ashwini is immersed in data analysis, particularly as deadlines loom in our schedule. They've even taken to sleeping in the chamber. We assist by monitoring the flow in real time, both from the radio antenna array and the multi-wavelength optical telescopes. Optical monitoring is, of course, only useful when observing closer and more erratic cosmic phenomena. We log variations for review, and if they are marked for follow-up, we alter our focus in that direction. And in theory, these decisions come from Ashwini as well, but a lot of it has been passed on to bots they've written into the network. Direct feedback or sign-off on our labor is non-existent. It has been intriguing, being brought up to speed on the radio array, learning to read the data, to be sitting hundreds of meters underground, the array spanning the breadth of the Daedalus crater above us, all of space filtered down in streams of numbers and correlations and profiles that spiral like the galaxies they reflect. Quasars, nebulae, the unbelievable mass of a black hole, invisible but radiant gas clouds, wavelengths too massive to measure through mirrors and glass. It's a magnificence unimaginable to the naked eye. Of course, it's my responsibility as communications to capture it all, both for reports and to use in crafting outgoing messages. But there have been issues. Michelle keeps inserting themselves into the process as if we all report to them, as if security and the natural order of things trumps science or necessity or... beauty. Certainly, if we find evidence of an incipient alien invasion or encroaching development by a rival corporate entity, they'll be the first we alert. But otherwise... You see the issue. If you could provide a memo, perhaps outline a reporting structure for these situations. I, I'm not suggesting that I be put in charge. I believe Dr. Ray is still capable, given proper motivation and reminders, to manage their area.
Base operations remain within acceptable levels. Helium-3 stores are at 90% and are being converted and stored for transfer on the returning supply rocket. Water is at 60%, slight decrease due to an accident caused when the sewer tanks were vented directly to the surface. Please note the attached map and adjust your landing locations appropriately. Two final notes, both referring back to my previous transmission. First, we requested copies of the nearside base's shutdown logs for review. So far, our stasis pods have remained stable, but these would assist in reducing some significant safety concerns. Second, regarding my request for vehicle access to inspect and repair the microwave transmission towers, Michelle has informed me that this is now pending with security for approval. I'd ask you to reconsider and respond directly. Personal message follows from this point. Alessandra, oh, I'm missing you terribly today. Pets to Cass and Paul. Have you been watching what they eat? You know how they get during squirrel season. You've been on my mind so often through the days, wishing I could share all this with you. Should we ever need to escape the strife on Earth, I've claimed a nebula in your name. The mathematics are absolutely lovely. Moonbase Theta, out. Broadcasting, this is Roger Brigado Fisher, Communications, Moonbase Theta. The date is August 18th, 2098. Time is 9.22 and 36 seconds. They shut down 18 weeks. The supply rocket has not arrived. With our ongoing transmission issues, we are only alerted when the rocket reaches line of sight with data or if a message is sent via satellite, of which there are none currently within range. Thus, we have no news as to whether this is a delay en route, if the rocket was ever launched, or if there was some more significant issue of which we have not been informed. The primary consideration with this delay is the Helium-3 stores. The tanks are currently on the surface awaiting retrieval. However, the loading dock is within full sunlight. We shifted back today this week, and it is difficult to maintain temperature for superfluid storage. Moving the tanks back underground would cause significant delays when the rocket does eventually arrive, but may prove necessary. And of course, vehicle access to retrieve will require additional approval <clears throat> from base security. Most standard on- and offload items are lower priority, although since Nessa has taken over rationing and run an inventory, it is noted we are dangerously low on chocolate. Stasis pods, as per your recent instructions, will be maintained on base for the time being. I've provided a log of the warning light configurations we've noted. If you cannot release the other base logs, then, then please have your analysts compare and advise from that data. There are only three more rockets scheduled over which we can spread the offload of our personnel. In the meantime, we have begun to sterilize and decommission unused station areas. As mentioned in my previous broadcasts, there were a few issues that required additional sterilization, and we've only just moved on to the crew quarters. While everyone was requested to move personal items into storage, wipe all media files, and initiate their own cleaning protocols, this has not turned out to be the case. It's like being a resident assistant after dorm checkout. Dirty clothing stuffed into cubby holes, used food trays, though these did allow us to secure most of the fruit flies which had disappeared from the genetics lab, a variety of contraceptive devices, several religious icons, several football banners, which were of course banned from open display during the last World Cup, Three Pizza Pops, which Nissa has confirmed were never part of official stores, and one Hedgehog, who had been written off as deceased in the labs, apparently being kept as a pet. 
Finally, some of the hydroponics equipment from our farm made its way back to the personal quarters of Harold McVet, agriculture. I only mention this because the particular crop they were cultivating may have had to do with their respiratory issues. <clears throat> As required by the entertainment wing, we have been checking all media files for rights management. There were several bootleg copies of Shania Commandos being passed around, as well as multi-tracks by Depression Z and a few questionable Cortex apps. All details were logged and provided to Michelle for reporting. It appears that the satellite has moved into range while I compose this message with no updates regarding the status of our supply rocket. Please reply as soon as you receive this broadcast. Alessandra, I'm sorry, I have to get this sent out. All my love, please take care of yourself. I'm already looking forward to the day I'm back in our terrible, lumpy bed. Moonbase Theta, out. Moonbase Theta Out is a Monkey Man Productions podcast. You can find more information on our website, monkeymanproductions.com, or find us on Facebook or Twitter. You can also support us at patreon.com slash monkeymanproductions and get behind-the-scenes info, including early access to the entire season at once. Moonbase Theta Out is written by DJ Silvis and performed by Lehman Kessler. Music is the track Star by the band Ramp. You can find more about them at ramp-music.net. Monkey Man Productions, out. Broadcasting, this is Roger Bergato Fisher, Communications, Moonbase Theta. We are now at 20 weeks before base shutdown. In the first season of Moonbase Theta Out, Roger Bergato Fisher sent official reports on the base shutdown. In season two, we hear another side of the same story, where things get a lot more personal. With Gabriel Tanico as Alessandra Bergato Fisher. I am not giving up, and I'm sure as hell not letting you give up on me. Tina Daniels as Wilder. Crush that pop can there for me. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Cass McPhee as Michel Langlois. I'd love to see that calmly do a real day's work. Broadcasting, this is Roger Bergardo Fisher. Elisa Park as Nessa Chong. I love this place. I love the feel of it. I love what I've cultivated. Tozaman as Ashwini Ray and Jen Ponton as Tumnus. You did not program me to express dishonesty. It is my role to slowly seduce you into a little moral ambiguity. And of course, Lehman Kessler as Roger Bergato Fisher. They can take that list of new base directives and fold it until it's all corners and shove it right into their collective. Moonbase Theta Out, with seasons one and two fully available wherever you catch your pods. Moonbase Theta Out. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Space Podity. An actual play D&D Spelljammer podcast. In Space Podity, four adventurers visit the worlds and vex the GMs of other actual play shows. Keep listening for a sneak peek and please subscribe so you don't miss the first episodes set in the campaign of the long-running Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Acting Captain's Log. We've crashed our flying birdbath mansion. Long story. The party of groundling adventurers on board is kind and heroic, but untrusting, and is staring at me. It consists of a traumatized minotaur. 
What is he traumatized? A spooky Asimar child. I'm an adult. An now. adult Asimar child, whom I suspect to be enthralled by a hidden power, and the most headstrong elf I have ever met. And that includes Rascalgar, the cataclysmically reckless, from the former Arajanon Zed. Sounds fun. Also, the mansion's kitchens are out of ale. How am I gonna function? Space Podity. Find us wherever your podcasts are.